One of the biggest challenges as an artist, especially if you're an aspiring artist, is simply figuring out whether or not you're getting better. Are you improving? There are a lot of reasons why artists specifically struggle with telling whether or not we are good or improving or just what is going on with our artistic progress, our style. All of these things, this can be a real challenge. I think there can be a huge risk if potentially you are actually improving, but you can't tell. It can be easy to get down on yourself and feel as if you're not improving even though you are. Likewise, it can be a big challenge just to know where you stand. Often the thing that will allow you to track your progress and figure out where to go next is just knowing, look, how much have I improved over the years? How much longer is it going to take me to get where I want? The more we get control of this part of our artistic journey and start to find some strategies for telling where we stand, the more likely we are to develop a positive relationship with our art, to essentially feel good, not just about the art we are creating now, but our progress, our journey in general. What I want to do in this episode is really try and unpack this concept of improvement. And I want to talk about three ways specifically that I think we can really dig in and try and understand this issue of improvement better. If you stick around to the end, I'll outlay some really simple tactics and strategies that really should help you deal with this idea of whether or not you're improving. Anyway, let's jump in and get started. Welcome to the Visual Scholar Podcast. My name is Tim McBurney. I've been a professional working artist for over 20 years. And on this show, we're all about demystifying the world of art, creativity, and productivity so that you can get better faster and enjoy your artistic journey. This issue of improvement, are we getting better, is really, really important. It's always been difficult, I think, for artists to tell whether or not they are getting better. And a big reason for this is I think that part of doing good art and wanting to be an artist is that we're embracing this act of being self-critical of our work. I often describe the actual process of creating any piece of art as essentially improving on a blank canvas. We are being critical of that canvas. We have our own imagination that we're trying to project onto it. And there's a certain degree to where the work that we create is maybe never going to fully be able to express all of the things that we're thinking about that we hope the art will be able to produce. And we don't always have control over, you know, how other people are going to receive that work. But also on top of that is that our perception of all of these things is fairly limited. It's really difficult to ever know what someone else is thinking when they see our work. And it's always difficult to look at our work and understand, is that actually what I imagined? Is that going to actually, even though maybe I am not happy with that work, is that actually going to be something that communicates the idea that I had to the person who's viewing it in the first place? There's also a large other variety of things that can really affect our feeling of the work. If we really struggled to create it, or again, maybe we had an idea and we got halfway through the painting and realized that there was a happy accident or it wasn't working and we had to take it in a different direction. And that direction turned out to be really good. Everyone likes it. But for us, the process was perhaps tainted because we kind of failed to execute on our vision. There's a huge variety of reasons like this why I think it is fundamentally a challenge for artists to both gauge whether or not the work is good, whether or not we are improving as a result of that, and that that's maybe always going to be the case. So what I want to do is really try and, again, dig in as much as we can to try and demystify this whole concept as, as much as possible so that, look, maybe we're never going to get to a stage where 100% we can track this and, you know, there's sort of some magical answer. But I definitely think that the more we can unpack this and think about the different elements of what improvement actually means, the more that we can at least feel better about that process and understand it. And I think across the board, the better we understand it, the more you understand and appreciate 
how much you're improving, whether or not you're improving, the area in specifically that you are improving in, uh, the the more likely you are to enjoy the whole process, right? So again, we're always going to be critical. We're always going to have things that we want to improve on. I think that's actually one of the best things about being an artist. One of the things you would notice if you become a professional artist and you become proficient and you do all this stuff is that the enjoyment of work often exists a little bit on the, the the edges of where your competency lies. So you might improve to a certain degree and you're able to create that work and it sort of becomes easy. And that might have seemed like it was a goal in the beginning, but actually that kind of becomes just mundane. And what we want to do is push the boundary. I think this aspect of creation is vital and it's vital to understand that if you're aspiring in your journey, you're just sort of starting out or even if you've been doing this for a long time or even if you're a professional, we're all going to be dealing with essentially the same set of emotions, which is am I actually getting better at the thing that I want to improve on? How fast am I getting better at it? Um, you know, and, and how do I manage the feeling of you know, just constantly being critical of the work? Now, I think the frame that I want to use is to really think about three areas where we could consider improvement to be possible. Now, these are not necessarily all of the ways that you can improve, but I think this is a good way to maybe just get some perspective on the issue. So the first way that I think we could improve is with the external work, right? Like, does the work look better or not? The second is from an internal perspective, And that really is where, how does our feeling of the work improve? How does our feeling of like, are we good or not? Are we improving or not? What is that sort of internal dialogue like? And the third aspect here is the idea of the process, which is a little bit of a combination of internal and external factors. And I think there's a lot of ways that we can see that we have improved with the process of creating work. Like, does it feel smooth? Does it feel reliable? Do you feel as if the, you know, process could be dropped off at one point and, you know, picked up at another point? Do you really know where you're going or do you kind of feel lost? You might want to feel lost in your process. A lot of people like a spontaneous process where, again, you're not quite sure where you're going, but even then there's a certain degree to where we're aspiring to have a feeling of confidence in that feeling of spontaneity, that it's a good spontaneity, not necessarily a, I don't really know what I'm going to do next. It's kind of more of a, oh, I don't know where this is going to go next. Again, same thing, same words, but different feeling. So those are the three areas that I want to touch on, essentially. The external, is the word good? The internal, how do we feel about it? And then this idea of process, how can we perceive that our actual creation of the work is getting smoother or improving in some way, shape or form? The first idea or element there is in many ways the most obvious. This is where we look at the external work, the finished piece. Are these getting better over time? I think it's pretty simple, but it is tricky to tell because as I've mentioned, we're not necessarily the best judge of it because the internal dialogue can color our feeling of the work when we see it. I think that what we really need in these instances where we're actually trying to judge the external work is to pay more attention to what other people are saying of it, which can be challenging if you're just starting out because, you know, honestly, when we're starting out, often you know we can tell our work maybe isn't up to scratch and other people kind of feel the same way. So it's really important in the beginning to find people who are trustworthy, people who are going to be responsible with their criticism, let's say, which is hard to find. I think that the best thing you can do if you are starting out and trying to figure out like, look, is this getting better is to, you know, find a group of friends or even just sort of a single person that you're sort of crewing up with and they're maybe at the same level as you. And that's going to be someone who's going to be, again, have a similar sensitivity to these issues as you and be hypersensitive to specifically all the issues that you might be struggling with. And they are going to be able to know exactly what you're trying to do. And so I'd really try and focus on that sort of level of 
um, is the work getting better or not in the beginning? The second way that you can really do this is to track progress and view it less as like, is this piece good? But more to try and step back and create a continuum of work that will allow you to step back and see the progress. So this is something that I've tried to, you know, engineer into a lot of courses and, um, you know, teaching that I've done over the years. And what we typically do if people are in their sort of first year of university or college study is to get people to start a blog. Now, this could be anything, but I think uh, a blog is like a really sort of simple uh, metaphor for it. You could create an art station account or whatever current sort of artistic social media there is. This could be an Instagram account. Whatever is essentially going to record the work that you produce and put up for um, consideration, let's say. This could also be a folder. But the fundamental thing that I've noticed, again, about people who are just starting out is that it's very, very hard for them to tell because, as I said, everything's a little bit amorphous. It's tricky to know whether we're actually improving. We're still not where we want to go. But I have noticed that when we take students who are starting out, so this is typically someone who's just come from high school and they're entering their kind of uh, tertiary education and they, you know, we make them create a blog or some sort of form of what it, we basically say, whatever, right? You can make an art station account, whatever. Um, and it's important to note that, again, you can always delete a blog. You can always, um, you know, wipe your ArtStation account or whatever replaces ArtStation account, ArtStation in the future, whatever it is. You can always kind of wipe it, start again. It's not that critical, but also that even if you're aspiring to be a professional, having that record of your progress is actually something that other professionals and art directors who are going to hire you will, will look at because it shows your progress and your improvement and what you've been working on. So while it may not be your portfolio, I think having some record of your work that you can track progress along is really important. And what I typically find is a very simple pattern, right? And this is where people at the one-year mark where they have been working on their fundamentals in a college slash university environment, working really hard. They come to the end of the year and they feel like they still suck. <laughs> they haven't made any improvement. It's only when, again, we force them to go back and say, okay, let's create a record of all the work you've created. Let's put it out in a timeline and let's look at it. And often what happens is they look at it and they're kind of shocked at the degree to which they can see improvement. This is what leads me to believe, again, that we're not very good at telling whether we have improved or not. And I think the timeline or creating a series of works and journaling this progress essentially is super, super important. And a lot of these things where we're trying to get a handle on improvement really do come down to tracking. But I found that this concept is really, really vital. And a way that I've actually used this is something that I sort of developed purely by chance. What I would always do is I have a folder on my computer and it's called the sent folder. It's just literally called sent. And that just records all of the work that I would kind of save as a JPEG to put up on the internet that I would send someone in an email. So it kind of recorded all of the imagery that I created and kind of finished and put out into the world. This would be professional work, stuff that I was uploading to forums. And I actually have this folder as like a timeline continuum going back to about sort of 2001. So I can kind of look at the entire progress and it doesn't include all the things that are kind of, you know, I didn't finish or I didn't put out there, which is probably the topic for another day. But I've always been able to look at this progress and sort of scroll through it and appreciate that there have been improvements. It's also sometimes interesting to see when we look at the external work where sometimes the progress is not necessarily linear. In many cases, what's happened is that I've gotten really good at something and then you can see that I've tried to go to work on some particular issue. The work itself has gotten worse, at least, again, uh, according to my sort of current appreciation of it. 
And, you know, I will actually look at that timeline and I'll be able to sort of go back and say, you know what, actually, I, I saw this little bit of stuff that was actually working really well a few years ago. Why did I stop doing that? Why did I start doing this other thing? The other thing that I'll notice when looking at that kind of timeline is that separated from my feeling of struggle with the creation of the actual work, I often find that I can appreciate the artwork years later much better because at the time I'd create a piece and then, you know, I would be thinking, ah, oh, this sucks. This didn't do exactly what I wanted. Um, you know, or just, I felt like there was struggle with the process in some way. And, and, and that colored my appreciation of the work and my, my judgment of it. And going back later on, I'll kind of look at that and I'll say, oh, that's really cool. Um, where did that piece come from? And I think it's, again, this timeline and this recording, the journaling of the work that allows you to analyze, not just necessarily, am I improving, but how am I improving? Is it linear? And in the future, if I have a period of struggle, again, knowing that you have gone through periods of struggle and that you have come out the other end of it as a better artist, or that, again, sometimes it can be good to go back and look at other things you were doing and change direction, that this knowledge of how you specifically work can be really, really valuable. It gives you a lot of sort of actual raw data that perhaps you're not going to get if you're just kind of looking at the latest image that you create. I've also found that this concept of tracking has helped me a lot professionally, both when I was in the middle of transitioning from, you know, an amateur artist to a professional artist and really going to the next stage of my career. And also, even now, I find this really useful because often when I'm creating work, I am thinking about the next thing that I created. It's very easy for me to finish a piece of professional work and just think, ah, oh, I'm so glad that's over because I'm just under such deadline pressure that I need to go on to this other thing. And maybe I thought that that piece was really good because I got it done and uh, maybe it wasn't that good, right? And conversely, maybe there was a couple of pieces that were really good and I just completely forgot about it and I'll be scrolling back through and I'm like, wow, when did I even do that, right? Like what happened there? That, that turned out really well. And I would just say, again, this idea of a, a timeline, a journal in whatever form you can create it has always been something that has really helped me. And it's been something that I've always recommended people do in my courses or when I'm designing curriculum for university or college degrees, because I think it trains us to do this from the beginning. Now, as I said, I think the big resistance that people typically have for this is that you know, if you're starting out, you're worried about putting this stuff out into the world. And as I said, it's really not as important to worry about that as you might think if you are just starting out because everyone who might hire you really was an artist at one point in most cases, or they don't really care about that. They're not going to look at that. They're just going to look at the piece of work that they want you to create. And this is what I found is people who aren't artists, who are just hiring artists, are really just looking at, you know, whatever is the thing that they see in your folio that they want you to create. And they're not necessarily the most critical judges of whether something is good or bad or not because they're not artists. They just kind of see the thing they want and they want you to do that because they see that in your folio. People who are artists, like art directors, leads who are hiring you for positions in the entertainment industry or publishing industries, frequently these people either have a good appreciation of the artistic journey or they've gone through it themselves and they know what it's like to start out, to put out work on the internet that's maybe not as good as what you want. And the fact that you put it out and that you have courage and that you're sharing this journey with other people, I think from my experience is only going to, you know, endear yourself and, and make yourself human and relatable to those people. Obviously, you need a folio as well, you know, to sort of say, hey, this is what I can do. But, you know, having that journal up on the internet is certainly just going to help people understand where you've come from and how quickly you've improved. And I don't think there's any real negative downside to it. Plus, you can always just delete the whole thing in most cases and just be done with it if you really want to hit the reset button. But either way, I found that it's good to have this record somewhere. So I keep it on my computer. 
and I can always sort of go through it, right? It's just a series of folders that I've replaced over the years with hundreds, probably thousands of images in it. And some of that is online, some of it's not. But anyway, the first thing here, I think, is just track the external um, imagery and, and try and get a good feeling for um, whether or not you are improving through viewing it in a timeline. A very, very simple concept, but I think it clarifies most of the issues you're going to have when it comes to judging the work just as you finish it. Just a quick tip before we go on to the second thing here. This is another thing that I always recommend, and maybe you've heard me say this before, but if you are really trying to gauge whether or not the piece that you have just created is up to snuff, the trick that I use is to create a folder of aspirational imagery that is the kind of image that you're wanting to create or the thing that you're wanting, the, this thing that you're working on right now to express. Often what we're trying to do is work on a particular area of our art, maybe again, the composition, the anatomy, the color, whatever. If you create a collection of images that are kind of like a goal folder, then what you do is when your image is finished, kind of drop it in amongst those and just see how it goes, see how it sits there. Does the anatomy, if that's what you're working on, have the right sense of solidarity? Does the composition feel like it's rich enough, like it's doing what you want? Is the level of contrast or color vibrancy or color theory um, really reaching the heights that you are seeing in these other pieces of work? I would often do this because one of the things that I personally struggled with the most was just putting enough contrast and vibrancy into the images that I was creating. And try as I might, I'd always try and max out the contrast and do as much as I could to add detail, um, work the hierarchy of detail. And, you know, it just would not work. And so I developed this habit of creating this folder of images that I really felt just were kind of good in terms of contrast and being really punchy, you know, things that would be used for covers, etc. And whenever I finished my image, I would kind of just drop it in between these. And then I just kind of flick between, you know, there's often a way to view images um, in a folder. And, uh, you know, I just kind of flip between my image and some of these other images. And I just kind of see, no, I need to go further. Or maybe I push the contrast enough, but I kind of blew everything out. I didn't really have the hierarchy of detail sorted. I could put more color contrast in next time. And either then I would go and adjust the image or I just sort of take that and roll forward with it. So that's another little tip if you are just really trying to get some perspective on what is the image you're working on right now. So the second thing that I think is worth considering as separate from is the external work good is the idea of how the internal emotional psychology of your feeling of your work is and whether or not that's improving. Now, I think it's important to separate these elements out. And the reason I'm sort of creating them as three separate ideas is that these are all things that might improve separately. And it's important to appreciate this improvement on different planes of um, appreciation, let's say. So again, we could have the, the, the um, sort of external appreciation, the internal appreciation, and then the process appreciation. So the external, the sorry, the internal appreciation is really just a matter of how are you feeling about the work? How did the process of it improve? How did your feeling as you created it improve? And this is something that I think is very tricky to track. I think the best thing that we can do to really try and you know, figure out how to track this is maybe sort of some journaling, but, and that is to say, just, you know, write some notes about how you felt about that work, what was struggling, um, you know, record your struggles um, weekly or daily. And, you know, this could literally just be kind of like venting, right? Just vent about what you're struggling with. I think this can help to externalize it. But also, I think what you'd be surprised at, again, is if you go back and look at that journal and you kind of realize, oh, man, I used to struggle with this thing and now it's kind of a bit easier. I think that aspect and that aspect of improvement is so important to appreciate and focus on because I think what tends to happen is we kind of we imagine that the goal of us drawing something 
without feeling any frustration, right? Being like a professional or being like this high level, super God level artist or whatever is that kind of these people are just creating their work magically and they feel really good about it. And there's no sense of criticism or internal dialogue of angst or stress or anxiety. And I think what you'll find is the more that you talk to people who are considered quite good is that they're all very humble. They all struggle with their pieces and often, you know, all art needs you to really dig deep to create something great. And, often that feeling that you might want of like, oh, I'm just creating it smoothly and effortlessly is something that you would probably associate with boredom and, you know, sort of being chained to your desk, right, um, in shackles, essentially, because there's not creativity. There's not that feeling of, of, of expanding, of growing, of pushing yourself. And often the goal is to get this the level of challenge just right so that you feel as if you are pushing yourself enough, but you're still within your comfort zone to the degree to where you feel like this is a fun thing. And I think dialing in that little feeling of how you experience the work is really, really vital. Again, this can be very challenging in the beginning because we are always sort of frustrated and I think the best thing you can do in the beginning is to really make sure that you get that level of challenge down really low, focus on the things you really enjoy working on. Often I see this for people who are just starting out is everyone kind of starts drawing something really early on that you're kind of good at. We tend to gravitate towards that, you know, just make sure that that is a big part of what you do so that you can always join on these areas of improvement, of expansion of your skill set. Make sure you can join those on to things that you're already good at. And I think the more you can include things that you're passionate about, you're excited about, you love drawing into your you know, exercises of how you're going to improve this, the better. So, you know, a, a good example is that if you want to, if you like sort of fantasy art and you like sort of cartoony fantasy art and you're trying to learn perspective, Learn it by potentially trying to draw a, you know, cute, cartoony, um, you know, fantasy style wagon or some perspective thing. Draw a little sort of cute, comfy fantasy cottage and surround it with things that you already are kind of comfortable with drawing as opposed to trying to draw you know, futuristic cars or spaceships, right? If that's not something you're comfortable with, then try and sort of move these things together so that you get your comfort level to a good position. Again, this is going to be different for everyone, but you have to pay attention to that internal feeling of like, does this feel like I'm struggling and everything sucks? You're pushing too hard. Again, there's always going to be feelings of frustration, I think that often what happens, and we'll talk about this in the third one, is that we start to get better at appreciating and knowing that, look, this level of frustration as I'm working on the piece is something that I've done many times. And I know I just need to sort of push through it. And at the end, I know because my process works a particular way that, you know, you, you overcome it. It'll be all right. But either way, the key here to understanding the internal improvement is just to appreciate that at one time, this thing that you're drawing now felt really difficult and that that does represent a massive improvement. Now, it often feels, again, as I said, like that's a bit of a hollow improvement because we're imagining there's this outcome where our professional artist is, you know, just kind of creating this amazing work and it's effortless and that any struggle we have is us failing to do that, right? That any struggle we have is a failure to this idealized creation process. So firstly, that's just not really how it works. And secondly, I think that again, what you want to do is start to appreciate the improvement and sort of view that somewhere in the middle, some level of struggle is going to be the default. And that what you're measuring is less, are you feeling struggle in the process, but more that 
things that you previously struggled with, you're no longer struggling with. And that that represents, even though it might not make a palpable difference in the work. So previously you were able to draw this pose of a person holding a sword or you were able to draw um, a particular level of complexity in an environment, right? You really understood how to draw a house or, um, you know, foreground, middle ground, background. In the beginning, these things were challenging and it was struggle town and you kind of did it and people appreciated the work, but there was a lot of stress and angst involved in it. You had to erase it a million times. Later on, what you might find is you get the same result. People don't necessarily think that you've improved, but you know that that thing was easier for you. And that is something that you really just need to appreciate and cherish because it represents palpable improvement on your part. And the more that we build this confidence and just essentially appreciate those feelings of like, oh, there's something here, it's improving, I'm getting better at this, this thing yesterday or last week was hard to draw a face or, you know, to like line up the nostrils or get not have the eyes be wonky, whatever it is, right, to render hair, to draw an ear, to draw a particular hand position, right, you notice over time that these things get easier. Again, it doesn't make a difference to the finished work, but it makes a difference to you. And the more you appreciate and feel good about that and recognize it as improvement, the more, again, you're going to want to do this again and again and again. Just to underline what is kind of happening in that instance is we're moving these skills from our consciousness where we have to think about them. They're not natural. You're having to think about, again, like how does an ear go? Where do the lines go? You're moving that from a very sort of conscious thought process where you have to think about, oh, here's the mark I make with my pencil. I draw the ear and you have like some tutorial you're following like oh an ear is like a question mark or like no no, no. an ear is not a question mark it's like a c then a thing right there's a bunch of ways you can break this down you find the one that works best for you but at some point you kind of stop thinking about it and you just draw it and it becomes easier so what's happening there for from again would my conjecture would be that we're moving the skills from the conscious to the subconscious and that's what's happening and that's what makes it easier because we're no longer thinking about how to draw an ear, we're just drawing an ear. And again, that represents palpable improvement on your part, even though for someone looking at it, they're both ears. Now, this is one of the things that, again, as a professional artist who's been working for 20 years and sort of grinding away at these things, this is the stuff that I really notice the most because one of the things that I've tried to do professionally is not really try and pursue sort of more detail. Um, I've tried to really simplify my style so that I can draw a lot faster because that allows me to tell more stories as a comic book artist. I can draw more pages, right? Um, and what I kind of notice more is like how I can draw figures or characters or ears um, faster and that I'm able to line things up and I don't have to adjust things as much and I can sort of, you know, get the idea down a bit quicker. The work doesn't necessarily change. And some people might enjoy the work that I've done previously more than the work I've done now. But the thing that I'm tracking when I'm trying to do that is more of the internal dialogue, right? Like how easy was the pro how easy was um, my feeling of it, right? Did I feel as if, oh, I was just able to imagine the character and then draw them how I wanted, or did I need to kind of redraw it five times? And again, it's those things that actually have improved my general feeling of like whether I like the work or not, because one of the things that happens is the more we struggle with the work, the more we sit there in front of the work struggling because we are, again, trying to figure out some of these technical concepts like how to draw the figure, how to draw an ear, whatever it is, you kind of just spend more time struggling with the work, right? Just sitting there looking at it going, ah, that's wrong. Uh, the more that we refine the process so that it's a little bit smoother, the more the internal dialogue is positive, I guess. And again, that's one of the things I've noticed with my work is it doesn't necessarily get much better on the outside, but internally, my feeling of it and my confidence doing it has improved quite a bit. And I found it really worthwhile to, to sort of separate those things because it allows me to work on the internal stuff, which actually makes 
a much better sort of difference to my day-to-day life. Uh, I feel better about the process. And the more I sort of work on that, the better. So again, just something to think about. I think the internal emotional feeling is vital to separate from the finished product as an artist. No one else will see this, but you will. And the more you notice improvement in these areas and the more you appreciate it, again, the better you're going to feel about your improvement and your art in general. So the third thing here is the idea of process improvement. How does our actual creation process get smoother? Now, this is a little bit linked to what I was talking about previously, the internal, but it's also where we're thinking about the combination of internal and external things colliding. The process improvement is more where you feel as if the idea that you had in your head is better represented by the work. And I think this is also something that's important to track and appreciate as being different. So the way that you kind of notice this and really could be uh, be able to dial in on it is just whether or not you feel as if the process that you're creating is reliable. Again, this might be a process that involves a lot of spontaneity, and I think that's fine, but it should be a reliable, positive sense of spontaneity, not necessarily, I don't know how to fix this, I don't know where it's going, and I need to fix it. That's also an important little concept that I feel like is a video unto itself because it is always important to know how to fix an image or turn an image around if it's not really going in the direction you want because that always happens. Again, you might not necessarily always need to make it do a 180 and go in a completely different direction, but but often reassessing, finding the happy accidents, looking at what's working, what's not working, adjusting, pivoting the work, whatever you want to call it. I think that's an integral part of being an artist. But in general, I would say, as we improve, our ability to confidently say, oh, I'm going to draw a picture that looks like this, that's going to have these things about it, that's going to have this feeling. And then the work kind of, to you at least, represents that and that there's less friction there. That thing happening is also something that can improve. It's also not going to be something that anyone's going to be able to see from the outside because they don't know what you had in mind. Whether or not the image that you create is what you had in mind is irrelevant to the viewer. They might see something completely different in it. And that's part of the sort of beauty and frustration of being an artist. But I think for us, having a feeling that, yes, that is kind of what I was trying to do. And you having a reliable process to do that is really, really important. Now, this is something that is, I think, a little bit harder to track, however. One of the best ways that I notice this improving is going back to that idea of creating a timeline of images. Now, often my little folder that I save out is including images that I've said, okay, I'm going to put this out into the world. Now, there's also another fairly significant set of images that didn't get out where I tried something that was too ambitious or I started an idea for an image and I created a thumbnail and I created a process I drew it out and either, you know, I just didn't know how to execute it properly. I didn't know how to make it work or I tried and I got halfway through and I thought, this is not going in the direction I want. This is not doing the thing I want. Now, there's a million reasons I think why that can happen and often it was for me because I was trying some different process, different technique. I was trying to paint it instead of drawing it. I really had some idea, some idea in my head of like how I was going to do this, how it was going to look, how it was going to feel when I did it. And I'd kind of get halfway through and it just wouldn't work. So, uh, again, I've experimented a lot with different styles and different processes. The line and color style is something I kind of always did and I always liked, but I, I, I was very much sort of trying to do different things for various reasons um, throughout the years. And again, it, there'd always be many of these images where I feel like, again, the process was just not working. And this is where it's really hard to tell what the problem was, right? It's not necessarily that the idea was bad. It's not necessarily that the process I was using was bad. It, it's kind of that I just didn't really know how to 
make it happen. And I think a lot of this stems from, and again, this is a big part of a lot of the courses that I do in my sort of general teaching thesis is that a reliable process is really important because it allows you to sort these things out. And having a simple, reliable process is a really, really good thing to have because it gives you that confidence to know where things are going. One of the things I found with most processes is that even if you have a reliable process, there is a point of it. There is a point at which it becomes ugly, right? Images just tend not to work at some point. And I think one of the big stumbling blocks I would often fall into with these processes is I just sort of get it to a point. I'd be kind of like looking at tutorials. I kind of know how this was meant to go, but I kind of get it to a point and I just sort of think like, this is not working and I didn't know how to make it better. Another real struggle that often comes up with process that I think is very prevalent, and I've talked to a lot of students about this, is we will kind of get an image to a particular stage. Often we've kind of got it almost to the end and we, we're dealing with that last 30 to 20 to 10% of detail. And what tends to happen is the best way to explain it is that everything we do to the image makes it look worse, not better. So we kind of have it semi-finished. We're not quite sure how to get the last bit of polish there. And everything we do that we think is meant to make it better actually makes it worse. And if you kind of work on something digitally on as a layer, and you kind of spend all this time on it and then you kind of turn the layer off, you're like, actually, it looked better before. So what's happening there is we just don't know how to progress it through that process specifically. And a lot of this is requiring a variety of solutions. Now, it can just be practice for doing that polish. You're just not quite sure how to do it. One of the things that I'm frequently going on a bit, going on about um, is that Often to finish something, you, it's not just about adding detail. It's about modifying the hierarchy of detail. So often as we increase complexity of the image, we try and make it look more polished. Part of that is actually sublimating some detail. So in the beginning, one of the struggles that I would have, for instance, with process is that I would just kind of keep adding detail. Now, this is a this is kind of an effect of being a drawer is that the way we typically add more stuff with drawing is like add more lines. We do more stuff with painting. In some ways, what you're trying to do is refine the mix of hard edges and soft edges. So as a refinement process, what I actually found I needed to do was kind of lose some edges, like soften some areas, which just kind of blew my mind. But it's these little things where we're not quite sure how to progress the painting and we can end up doing the wrong thing, even though that thing seems like, you know, it should be, it should work. It just never quite works out how we imagine. So I guess there's a couple of concepts there, right? And again, I digress. One idea there is sort of how do we maybe improve that process? Um, and the secondly is the idea of how we track whether or not we are improving in our process. And, and what I would generally generally recommend to people is really try and, you know, build and master one process in detail. I think that if you, again, you're thinking about, oh, I need to paint something and the way I'm going to paint it is to start with big, broad strokes and I'm going to refine, 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 and I'm going to add detail at the end. Many other people might start a painting by doing a very detailed drawing you tone the drawing, you work out the tonality, and then you kind of add color and rendering on top. Again, there's a lot of different ways to dice essentially what would be a similar effect at the end. The trick is to kind of stick to and master one because mastering something and learning how to get the detail out of one process, squeeze the last 10% out of the painting, will give you a lot of insight into how to tackle other processes in, in my sort of experience and opinion anyway. And there's a lot of different strategies there. But yeah, I'd really say try and stick to one. I, I certainly bounced around a lot and that didn't help me much. Um, but again, you know, everyone's journey is is their journey, right? And, you know, I, that's kind of a little bit just how I kind of do stuff. Um, the second thing there is how do you tell whether you're improving? Now, 
I think that, again, the way that I was saying that can be really useful is just to look at past images and, and ideas that kind of haven't worked out. So what I would typically find is that I would go back through my history of, of, of failed images and projects, right? And I kind of just notice how I think now I'd be able to complete those images and how much I struggled with them. So again, what we're trying to do is really just find an appreciation for how we are improving and to just tell that we are improving in that aspect. Now, this again is something that can be harder to tell immediately. If you're struggling to improve your process immediately, I think the best thing to do again is pick something really simple and reduce the complexity of the image right down to the point where you're going to have enough time to iterate and work on that and it's a comfortable subject you're controlling your variables so you can really just step through the process and make sure you understand it properly if you're sort of wondering again how you're improving again just go through and look at and make a record of your failed images and just notice whether or not you think you would be able to finish some of the ones that were you know um created a long time ago, right? Like just notice, do you think you'd be able to do that now? Again, that's a really, really important thing. I remember trying to create images, you know, like like when I was 10 or 11 years old, right? I'd be trying to create some drawing that I had in my head. I'd be reading fantasy books and I'm like, oh, I'm going to draw this thing, right? So these people and they're sitting under a tree and they're doing this stuff and I'd try and do it. And it was just no way on earth that I was going to be able to do that. Everything was all over the place. You know, it's, you just couldn't get anything to work basically. Um, so it's e even if you, you know, like you don't necessarily need to be that, far along in your progress. I'm sure there's images where you tried to create something a few years ago and you really struggled. And just go back and sort of notice how maybe you have either been able to solve that problem going forward, whether you have created an image that has a similar level of complexity or whether or not you think you'd be able to take that idea and actually complete it now. Again, that's a huge improvement and a huge way to appreciate that your skills are progressing. And in the beginning, even if that's just the simplest, the simplest concept, right? Like maybe you struggle to draw hair, um, you know, and you weren't quite sure about the process that you were using to do that. Again, do you start with lights? Do you start with darks? Do you draw it in first? You know, like how do you do it from a process standpoint? And again, if you've learned to do that over the years to the point where, again, there's a fluidity to the way that you start the process for drawing hair, you start the process for rendering skin, you start the process for adding texture with pencil, whatever it is, if you're noticing that that process is smoother, just appreciate that that represents palpable really, really important progress. And the more you can track that, you might find journaling, like writing in a notebook about this and thinking about like what was hard. It may seem now like recording the things that you suck at as being like really pointless. But in the future, that can actually be the fuel for you understanding that you have come a long way. You no longer suck at that. You no longer struggle with that thing we easily forget the things that we struggle with. We take for granted that we can draw those things now because we have in our mind that we should be able to do that, that we're just lacking versus some giant sort of God level version of our art in the future. It's not really the case. Again, it's much more important to view us as stationary in the journey and to appreciate the strides that we've made up to this point, because that is going to be the reality of your existence for your entire life. There is no God-level artist out there. There's no one who has feels like they've gotten to that level. Everyone's feeling pretty much exactly probably like you are right now, which is that you're on a journey. You're always wanting to get better. You're always aspiring to do things like some artist that you admire. And that the real thing that will often fuel your progress is understanding and appreciating how far you've come and understanding and appreciating 
that, again, you have made that improvement and that that means you're going to make more improvement in the future. So just to recap the concept of process, essentially what we're trying to do is appreciate and track and understand how the process of creating art gets smoother over time. And this is something that we feel internally, but also that we can track through the steps that we use to create our art. Do you feel more like you can pick up a painting halfway? You see a painting that you've done or an image that you've done or a sculpture, whatever it is, it's halfway finished. Do you know, oh, that's where that is? And I just need to do steps A, B, C, D, etc. after it. And then it'll be finished. Do you have that confidence? Or is it more like you, if you're not really stuck in the creative flow that you kind of lose the painting and you're like, I don't really know where I would take that. One of the most interesting things to me is that I've seen a lot of really, really talented artists do live demos because I'd often sort of have them come to big workshops that would be sort of run and I would sort of be teaching at a school. And so I'd go there and I'd see a lot of people doing these things. And one of the things that strikes me is no matter how good the artist is, often when we see process steps, we, we, we're kind of picking really good areas that the painting is being sort of stopped at. But there'll frequently be places where I would see someone who's really good and I'm like, if we pressed pause and you gave that painting to me, I would have no idea what to do with it. I'd have no idea how to make it better. It doesn't look good now. I'd have no idea how they're going to save this painting. It, it just is it's mind-blowing to me. And I feel like that's frequently the case. There's always these areas of process where it just doesn't look good. It looks ugly. It's not working. And it's only the artist's internal understanding of where they're taking those things, how they're building the foundational building blocks for that painting going forward that maybe aren't represented on the page, but they're in the mind of the artist. It's only when you understand that this process exists, again, somewhat internally, someone somewhat externally, that you appreciate that, again, the more you build this process, the more confidence you gain. I would say for me, the idea of process is one of the things that has improved the most and I've appreciated improving the most over the years. As I said, I would always struggle with these things not really knowing how to finish paintings. And even though the external work might not change that much, I think that it's my confidence in knowing that the story I have in my head is able to kind of get to the page. And, you know, there's a reliability to that. This thing improving has helped me feel a lot better about my art. And it's one of the things that I think if you track and you appreciate it will make you, you know, understand and appreciate your own abilities even more. Okay, so those are three ideas that I think can be really helpful. As I said, they're not necessarily the only ideas or any sort of like hard and fast rules. Just three ways I think you can really learn to appreciate your improvement and help to track it better. Now, what I want to do now is try and analyze and break down some of these things and, and talk about some takeaways. Like what can we take away from that chunk of information? and go forth and apply to our actual work and daily life. Firstly, if we look at this from the analytical perspective, I think it's important to just appreciate that our brain is not necessarily that trustworthy. We are, as I often say, post-rationalizing a lot of the stuff that is going on around us. We have an emotional sort of content to the work and the way that we feel about it that colors what we see. There's a lot of data and science to support these things as facts that the way that we feel about something really colors our tactile experience with it. People will taste the things that they're thinking. Um, and there's not necessarily always a clear, hard and fast separation between even the senses. All of these things interplay, and especially with vision, it's important to understand that as visual information comes into the eye, it goes into the eye and then it goes into the brain. And that's what you're actually seeing. You're not seeing some raw feed of the world. You're not seeing your painting. You're seeing your painting processed by your brain. It then sort of reprojects this image onto the world. 
and gives us this nice little illusion that we're walking through the world and there's this reality to it. But the reality is processed. There's a delay to it. That's, again, very well analytically supported by just the scientific fact of how the brain functions. You're not getting a raw readout of your eye. We're processing it. This means that your brain is going to overlay a whole bunch of emotional stuff onto the work based on your experience. The way that people appreciate art in general is based in some ways on what they think about it as they see it, which is based on all their past experience. Modern art often has this component of the artist statement, which again is something we're meant to overlay onto the work we see. In all cases, the this is just a simple primal understanding that we're not necessarily going to see the work in the same way that someone else is going to see the work. And as the creator of that work, it's always going to be a little bit different and our feeling of it is going to be unique. And that means it's always challenging for us to tell whether or not it's actually good and whether or not we're getting better because as artists and as humans, we're always striving to grow and be better. It's well understood in any sort of self-help literature that we need to be improving and growing and finding new things to do. This could be as simple as buying things, engaging in retail therapy. We want to grow, expand, have new experiences. Or ideally, we're trying to get better at something and improve ourselves or our ability. We're trying to try something new. It's often really important that we have these challenges. So it's built into us that we're going to look for the next best thing and we're going to quickly forget our past achievements that's kind of just how we are built. As artists, I think we're just extra sensitive to this stuff on top of that. And as creators, the creation of the work is always going to be part of it for us. If we look at this from the simplest sort of bro level takeaway, I would say that it's really important to focus on what is real Try and find and track what is actually real as much as possible. This is where you try and get data, try and get visual representations of your progress and say, oh, that's real. I can see this image is worse than this image. And if you look a few years later in the future, um, you know, or a few years later in the past, you can see that there's like a palpable progression, right? That's looking like, look at what's real, find what's real and track it, be analytical about it. Everything that's not real, everything that's internal, try and make it as positive as possible. Try and appreciate the steps that you've made. Try and appreciate how far you've come. Try and track and appreciate the progress that you've made internally. And every time something becomes easier, don't take it for granted. Appreciate and celebrate that. So again, it's at simplest level is try and track and really analyze what's real, what's external and anything that's internal, try and just view it in the most positive light you can, because I think we need, you know, the most positive emotions we can internally to, you know, overcome all these challenges as artists. If we try and think about what we should do, if you're looking for the, the actual action takeaway here, the main thing is to track or journal. So collate and collect your images over time. Find a way, and this may be very simple for you. You may have a, an account or Instagram or something like that, but try and, you know, collect all the stuff you've done or a good sample of it. It doesn't have to be like, you know, every single life drawing session you've ever had, but if you've been doing life drawing for, you know, two or three years, this is another thing we see with students, you know, just take your, you know, even take your best pieces or take you take your worst piece and your best piece right from every session. Um, and just, you know, take a photo of it, collect it, like collate it. It's worthwhile doing this, tracking this stuff. You, you, you may take a while in the beginning, but once you have it, it's a lot easier. And then, you know, what you'll find is like, you know, over time, people's best piece gets better, but also their worst piece does get a lot better. So the real like messes when you're life drawing, trying to draw the figure from life. Um, you know, in the beginning, the ones that don't turn out are just a nothing, right? It's just like some weird disembodied um, sort of crazy uh, John Carpenter style, um, you know, uh, horror show. 
as you progress, those get a lot better, right? And the difference between the good ones and the bad ones becomes, um, you know, much, much reduced. So again, you know, track these things. That's so important. It's so important to track and have a visual representation of that like external um, quality. The other thing you could do again is just journal. Now, as I said, it might sound stupid to complain about your art um, because we're trying to be sort of positive about it. But again, you know, venting about those things and just journaling how you're feeling if you're having frustrations. I think ironically, journaling the frustration is a good way to get it out so it's not in your mind as much anymore. And I really think that yesterday's frustrations that we now overcome can be a really, really positive thing. So it can be something that's just worth thinking about. Just journaling. Again, you know, some people like doing this a lot. Um, you know, I'm not a huge fan of this, but I found it very useful when I do it. So again, track, journal. I think those are well worth doing. Um, you may not find some immediate hit, but again, over time, I think these will become really good tools for you to use to track your improvement. If we look at this from a philosophical, spiritual point of view, I think that this idea of looking deeper into our internal dialogue and understanding the stories we tell about ourselves, are we positive about our improvement? Are we appreciating those things? Are we you know, living in gratitude for the achievements that we've made so far? These are good insights to have, and the creative process is a really raw feed of that data. It's a good way to understand what your internal dialogue is and to you know, try and mold it potentially into something that is going to serve you better. Again, whatever that is for you. I also think it's really important to appreciate the creative practice here. This is one of those things that I think is really important to, to appreciate, is that even when you're really struggling, right? Every time you're struggling with one of these ideas of it not quite working out the way you want, the creative process being tricky, right? Being fickle, you have this idea. And again, you know, it's not quite turning out the way you want. It's so important to understand that most other people are going to struggle with that too. And overcoming and understanding how you turn ideas into a real finished thing is a really, really valuable asset to have. It's not necessarily something you should take for granted. I would say the more that I kind of interact with people who aren't creative professionals, because again, most of my friends have always been creative professionals and we do this all day every day, but not everyone has this ability to sort of take a project and, and understand and appreciate these factors that I've been talking about. The idea you had, the process you used to get there, how you assess that, how you reassess that, how you gauge the quality. A lot of people really hang to their ideas, their little pet projects. And because they're not engaged in a creative practice, they have trouble letting go. They have trouble really mastering the process of having an idea and turning it into something good. Sometimes we need to modify that. Sometimes we need to change that. Sometimes you need to fight tooth and nail for an idea. And I find that, again, the more you understand this, the better it will allow you to understand how all creation is done, how all of the things around you are created and that the struggle was there for all of those things. And I think that that's a really important asset to have, not just internally for your own sort of peace of mind, but also is a functional thing that you can take out into the world and really understand with confidence how something is made. We take it for granted as artists that this is something that people do, but a lot of humans on the planet really struggle with this process of turning an idea into something. And I think it can be immensely valuable for you to understand this process Again, you know, from a financial business standpoint and also to be able, be able to appreciate how other people might be struggling with this and how you might be able to help them in a professional environment. But either way, again, the more we understand this, I feel like the more we understand the creative process and ourselves, our internal dialogue, the better I feel like everything is going to be. Our ability to interact with the world, interact with our ideas, turn ideas 
into real things, I think improves. And there's a multitude of ways you can make your life better by doing this, right? Um, it can overlay onto pretty much everything. All right. I think that's all we've got time for on this one. Hopefully this discussion was interesting. Let me know in the comments if you have any thoughts. I know that the idea of improvement is something that a lot of people kind of struggle with, right? I've certainly struggled with it a huge amount over the years. And I still, you know, struggle with these things and try and implement as much of these sort of positive mindsets and trying to appreciate how far I've come, not get stuck in being frustrated with, you know, what's not working right now, rather to try and view it as a continuum, right? And to understand that, again, progress takes time. But Again, let me know if you've got any thoughts or comments below, um, whether you've struggled with these ideas, whether these takeaways or tips, um, you know, have helped you, um, maybe understand it, whether you've got some sort of suggestions for other people or just anything. Again, I'm always keen to read the comments um, and I always appreciate the, the thoughts that you share down below. But anyway, other than that, catch you around on the next one. Yeah.